it was, it was, it was trying to gain that identity that, Hey, you are still worth pursuing. You are still worth being a mom to your kids. You are still have value with what you have to say to others, even within the depth of that grief. You're listening to Life After Losing Mom with me, Kat Bonner. On this podcast, you'll hear from other women who have lost their mom and discovered the exact coping strategies you need to get through the day and be in the best place you've ever been. Don't miss another episode of Life After Losing Mom. Subscribe today. More information can be found at katbonner.com forward slash podcast. And if you'd like to join a group of like-minded women, head to Facebook and search for the Life After Losing Mom community. Hello, Tashina. How are you? Doing well. Good. Thank you. Well, I know briefly a little bit about um, what you do, um, but we will get to that at the end of the show. So I just wanted to thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk a little bit about my journey with, you know, having to deal with the loss of my mother um, at an age I was 30 when she passed and how, and I have three kids and my youngest was eight weeks old when she passed and, and how to come to terms that, Hey, she won't be there for my kids. She won't be grandma anymore. She'll just be a distant memory as well as how to navigate grief for myself and my girls. That was a a big challenge. And so I just three years, fast forward, it will be three years, June 24th. So I'm coming up on that anniversary um, in a couple of weeks. And it's been a long road. It's been a lot of tears, but also a lot of joy and having to navigate through grief counseling and what I do with Fit for Mom Lanier and being able to pour into other moms. I'll talk about that later, but um, it's been, it's been an okay road and I'm surviving. Uh, I take it one day at a time and we just see how it goes. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. I love how (laughs) you're saying take it one day at a time because that's so important in grief and well, just life in general, but especially with grief and wow. Yeah. Eight weeks when your youngest one was eight weeks. So yeah, it was, it was a little emotional. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, so you have three girls too. I do. I have three girls there. Oh, wow. So it's like a double whammy. It's like, okay, like you're a girl who like lost her mom. But, exactly. And I mean, I hate to think that that's different than like men, but three girls, it's like you have that relationship with them that you had with your mom. Exactly. So you're like, Oh, crud. Uh-huh. Not having it. It's 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 challenging because, you know, too, you always see on, you know, Facebook our our biggest demise, but we see, you know, other girls with their moms and, you know, grandma time and talking about generations and you're like, Oh, this is tough because my kids uh won't have that. My my oldest was four when my mom passed and my middle was two and they, my oldest, of course, she had a really good relationship with my mom. And so she remembers her and my, my middle does a bit as well. Um, she, she kind of has a, a really good memory, <laughs> surprisingly enough. So she's got some great memories of grandma. 
Um, my youngest, though, she has no idea. And one thing that was cool about my mom, my mom was an identical twin. And so my aunt lives very close by to us and she looks exactly like grandma. Um, and so my girls have been blessed with having a you know backup grandma, to say the least. Um, but my youngest, she's like, she doesn't understand. We're like, I'll, I'll have pictures of my mom and my aunt and um, she's just like, well, that's, that's aunt die. And you're like, well, no, that's grandma and aunt die. She's just like, no, <laughs> it's not. And so trying to, trying to explain to her and keep my mom's memory alive. I know she'll, she's only three and she'll understand it eventually, but um, trying to, to talk about grandma with her. She's just like, no, mom, I don't, this isn't grandma. This is aunt die. <laughs> But my older girls are like, no, Evelyn, this is grandma. <laughs> so we have we have a lot of those conversations in our house, which you know, brings brings a lot of laughter with it because it is just like kind of a, a silly situation to have, um, but a, a, a very unique situation as well. I love that. That's I'm sure, you know, as your younger one gets older, she'll understand more. But like having them close by, I can't imagine. I mean, I get confused anyways when there's two of them standing same by, side by side. Exactly. So, oh my gosh. I I wonder if they're anything alike. Yeah. They're, my my mom and my aunt, they're very much alike. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say, how do you feel about that? Is that weird? You know, it's it's kind of a mixed bag of emotion, you know, just like kind of how grief is like, you know, my mom died of breast cancer. And so I always tell people about it, you know, they're like, well, don't you wish she was here? And you're like, well, of course, but I, I would need her here pre breast cancer. Like I do not want her back the way that she was just because cancer is uh, awful, awful cancer. thing. And um, it's the same with my aunt. Like I am so thankful that I have her because I get a glimpse of my mom with her. And as, as well as too, like I can still at least ask her questions. Like, do you remember this when I was little? You know, cause those memories start to fade. Like what, you know, what happened when I was a child, especially with my girls asking this, well, mommy, did you do that as a kid? And you're like, um, maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> and so I do have that with my aunt to be able to talk about it. But then I also have a person that's walking around that looks exactly like my mom. And she's not. And that also makes it difficult as well, because you, it's all, it's a reminder that you don't have your mom. And so it's, you know, the same way that grief is, where it's just that mixed bag of, um, I'm very thankful for it, but it's also tough at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how I would feel if somebody was walking around that looked like my mom. That was not my mom. I feel like yeah. you would probably never get used to that. It, it's definitely weird. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture because they, I mean, they do look a lot alike. Like <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pictures of from when they were little girls, my mom and my aunt, like we can't even tell. We're like, I don't even know who's who. <laughs> they look so much alike. So it is definitely it's it, it's it's different. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I guess like identical twin, I, uh, identical twins are identical, but you don't really think about those things until you're in the situation. You're like, oh my goodness, what in the world? I know. I remember. I was. I'm on a motherless daughter site um, on Facebook, which is super helpful because 
you know, I always encourage people when I, when I talk to other people that have gone through loss with their mom and I'm like, you need to get on something. Cause it, it's like that strange comfort that you get from hearing other people with the same loss. Like it's just, I don't know if it's like a misery loves company or what, but it, you know, you just get a lot of comfort from the fact that other people have lost their moms too. And, and, and seeing that, Hey, they're actually making it and they're, they're surviving. So I can too. And, um, I remember the one day I just posted and I was like, has anybody, you know, have their mom as a twin and in these sites, I mean, they have thousands of, of people in it and, and no, everybody was just like, no, like, no, I don't have that problem. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm kind of, <laughs> which I know I'm not alone, but like from the site, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> like, want, want, no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, I mean, it's always nice to have somebody who understands your loss, whether, well, I wouldn't say somebody who understands. I would say people have been through the same yeah. loss because mm-hmm. they're, those are two different things. So if that is found on Facebook, if that is found through Meetup, if that is found in Target, you know, whatever it's found, it's there, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Regardless, it's very much so needed. Um, it seems like your mom passed like right when like she was a grandma. I mean, obviously she had been a grandma for four years, but like if you don't plan on having any more kids, it's like like, right after, you know, like your last mm -hmm. kid was born, you know? So, and obviously like we always need our moms, but I feel like you really needed her when your last kid was born. It's like really, really does it have to be now? Yes, exactly. That was, it was, it was challenging. Not only, you know, too, I had just had a baby. So my hormones were going crazy, (laughs) which didn't help. But yeah, you know, you're just like, wait, like my mom always, my mom was just very intentional with her time and uh, family was just always so important. So like with my older two girls, she took several weeks, she almost took like a maternity leave and would come and stay with us and just help us with like, you know, just everything, you know, with your mom, it's like, you don't even have to ask. They just do, you know, <laughs> they, they clean the house. They do, you know, just, just, it all comes second nature. And, um, with my youngest, with Evelyn, it was, it was tough. Cause you're just like here, I have this eight week old here. We're planning a funeral. I'm navigating grief and like the loss of mom and, and, you know, the whole family's just broken and it's, it, it was, it was tough. Cause you're just like, how do you keep going on? Cause you have to, cause you have the, especially an eight week old who like depends entirely on, on mommy, but also just grieve. And that was, it was, it was tough. It was a lot of dark times. Let's just say that, um, that, that occurred cause it, it just, you're like, whoa, I, I, you know, this is tough. Like how, how do you keep going with these things? And, um, and so that's kind of when I went ahead and started fit for mom Lanier. Um, we, we were originally from Phoenix, Arizona is where I had my first two girls and we moved to Georgia to be with my mom where, um, my parents live and, and, um, I was planning on starting, uh, fit for mom. It's a franchise. I had, I actually had my 
my contract to sign my franchise the day that my mom passed. And so, of course, I didn't (laughs) sign that day because that was not going to happen. But I went ahead and four weeks later, signed that contract and opened up shop. And I think a lot of people might look at me as like, wow, that is crazy. Why would you start a business, you know, four weeks of, you know, having your mom pass, but I, it gave me so much purpose and something to do and, and pour into and just like a direction to go. Um, and so I did it <laughs> as crazy as it was. I went head first into it. Yeah, that's so important. I, I mean, there's no, you know, time frame for anything. It really just depends. But I mean, you have to have like, especially when you're grieving, you have to have something to motivate you and that keeps you going and like a reason behind dealing with all of this. I mean, like you said, like you literally have to have a purpose and, you know, whatever that is for you is whatever that is. So it's so funny that you, I was about to ask, did you start fit for mom, you know, after your mom passed? But I mean, it's so funny to look at, you know, how the timing works out. And I feel like a lot of women in our situation probably struggle with finding purpose. And when you, at least for me, like when you don't find purpose, you really start to like lose sight of certain things, like lose sight of who you are. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, am I like, I don't know this person. Like I'm just crying all the time or, you know, that sort of thing. And grief can, I think because grief is so like, um, individualized that Mm -hmm. it's easy to lose sight of who you are as an individual without that purpose. So Do you think that Fit for Mom helped you, you know, rediscover your identity through grieving or, you know, what helped you, you know, figure out who this new person was? Yeah, I think it definitely played a huge role. So, I mean, I'll explain Fit for Mom Lanier. Basically what it is, is we are a workout program for moms. Uh, We work out with our kiddos and we have some classes where we don't, but it is solely moms that work out together. And, you know, I just kind of came to a turning point. I I did it um, in Arizona where we're from. I was an instructor and I did it from when my oldest, who's seven now, she was nine weeks old is when I found it. And it gave me so much purpose as a mom, um, pre-moving out here and pre-owning one as a franchise. And, you know, because you know, as moms, just being a mom, you have all the questions with these brand new babies and you're just like, you always feel like you're failing at everything. And, um, it's just tough. It's just tough being a mom. And, um, and so it was a true blessing to me in navigating how to be a mom. Um, when my mom lived in Georgia and I was across the country, um, to have those ladies to lean on. And so when I decided to start it out here, I knew that, one, the sole reason that I started it was for other moms to be around me and pour into me. And through it, I pour into moms like crazy. And that's, that's also why I started it. But at the time I needed some moms to rally around me and, and be like, Hey, you're doing okay. You can do this. You, you got this. Um, and 
And that was huge just with pulling me out of the depths of grief and allowing me to just start the healing process. Um, And I also, a big purpose through it was I had a great mom. My mom was awesome. She was unbelievably wise. She like, we always cracked up because she never knew a stranger. Like people would like, she just sit down and talk to him and people would like share their life story with her. And she just had this cool uh, knack with her that um, just really ministered to people. And, and I have a bit of that too, you know, and I had to kind of put on my big girl panties and be like, you know what, what's a great way to honor my mom. It's by doing what she did in a lot of ways and pour into other people. And so I was able to really just say, you know what, I had a great mom. I was taught to be a really good mom. And now I'm going to go help other mothers do the same. And it's, it does, it gives you that sense of identity and that purpose of like, you know what? Hey, we're all going to be okay. Now that doesn't mean I'm perfect by any means. <laughs> you can ask a lot of my clients, you know, that we have good days and we have bad days, but the one true thing that we fall back on is that we are here to embedder one another's lives and to lift one another up and carry them through. Because when you go into even just mothers, a group of mothers, all of them carry some sort of grief. A lot of it's from losing their own children through miscarriage or various things. A good bit of them even have lost parents. And and how I've going through what I did with my mom has been able to just really open up the floodgates with other moms and just being like, yes, I get your grief. I get I get the death of that sorrow. And you know what? we can just keep moving forward, but it's still there. That hole will always still be there, but that doesn't mean that you have to shut down and stop life. That means that you get to take that hole and you can protect it as much as you need, but you're going to keep that growth all around that hole, just building up and building up so that you still will be able to flourish. And um, that's where, that's where Fit for Moms become that purpose for me to be able to do that for other moms as well as myself and kind of, you know, that practice what you preach. Like, so if I'm telling this to other moms, well, I better be doing it too and believing in my own stuff. And so um, that's what, that's where I did find my identity with it. Yeah, I love that. It almost seems like, you know, you were trying to not necessarily find your purpose, but like, okay, sorry, that sounds really bad. But it almost seems like that was a way that you found your community. You know, like even if there weren't a whole ton of moms in there who had lost a mom, nonetheless, you still were around women who could just relate because that's the way that those women were. And that's the way that their mindset was. So do you think that you were struggling to find your identity as a person or, you know, struggling to find your identity as a mom? I think probably more as a person. Um, You know, I I was very blessed in the fact that I really, my mom was 
one of the first losses I've had to deal with. And, um, which is amazing, but also very tough because it was a tough loss to have to deal with when you're, it's one of your first ones. And, and I, uh, it was, it was, it was trying to gain that identity that, Hey, you are still worth pursuing. You are still worth being a mom to your kids. You are still have value with what you have to say to others even within the depth of that grief. And I went through a good bit of, of counseling <laughs> as well. Um, and that, that's, made, that's been a huge help in just giving me the strength to be bold and talk about my grief and talk about how, you know what, losing your mom does suck. Like, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it, 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 just, it just straight sucks. And and you know what? That's okay to to acknowledge that it does. And but that doesn't mean that I'm going to let it navigate everything that I do in a negative way. I'm going to let it navigate everything I do in a positive way because my grief, yes, it will always be a part of me. I will never lose it because you I mean I you hear people that you know, celebrating 60 some odd years without their mom and it still stings. It's, it's now become a new part of me, but I'm not going to let the negativity of my grief define who I am. And I'm going to allow it to be a blessing to others by talking about it. And if I can just get even one person that helps with, going through grief themselves. I think it's a success and it's going, I'm going to use it to empower. I'm not going to use it to tear me down. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously it seems like, I mean, how, you know, can you not struggle with your identity, you know, when you lose the person who like, birthed you. I know that sounds, you know, a little, I guess, vulgar, or I don't even know what the correct verbiage is here, but um, like gory, but, you know, regardless of like, if a woman is a close, is close to her mom or not, I mean, that's just a special bond that a mother and her daughter have, like a mother and her child even. So what was it that you think, obviously I know that fit for mom helped you rediscover your identity, but was there something like specifically about it? It seems to me the way, you know, I'm interpreting it is that when your mom died, you know, you like had just become a mom again. So maybe that's why, like that's where the identity was being tied in, like working with other moms. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I would say most definitely. I mean, I was starting over again with the baby and, and I raised two girls with mom, but now I have a new baby to raise without and going through a lot of first without her. And, um, you know, cause you naturally, when something new happens, you pick, you pick up that phone and you're like, Hey mom, guess what? You know, they did this or what? 
well, I didn't have that anymore. And so having to kind of under, like internalize and, and, and find that identity that, hey, you are strong in yourself. You don't have to call mom for it. You can celebrate those things within you and with your family, you know, my husband and my kiddos. And trying to find that identity that I am a strong mom without my mom being here and that I can do things without mom being here. And it was really just finding that, hey, you are strong and you can do this. And that was a huge part of kind of that inner dialogue that I had to have with myself constantly and still do um, a good bit is that hey, you can do this. You, you, you got this <laughs> basically. And just kind of letting yourself be like, it's okay that I don't have mom to call anymore. It's okay that I don't have advice from her anymore because you know what? She has given me everything that I needed, all the tools that I needed. And now I just need to lean on them and take them and move forward and make them my tools that now define me who I am and go forward. And that's a great way to honor my mom as well as be like, you, you taught me these and now I'm going to move forward and I'm going to stand on them. And, and, um, it's helped me go through a lot of it. It's just put, putting on those big girl britches basically. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're very right. And it's so weird to think like sometimes it's immediate when you realize that you are struggling with your identity and you don't know who you are anymore. But then in other aspects, it's like, wait, it takes you a while to like realize that this is what you're struggling with. So for you, was it like immediate or more gradual that, you know, you realized you were really struggling with your identity? I'd say it was fairly, fairly immediate. Um, it was, you know, cause you are just, it just hits you, you know, you're just like, Oh my gosh, how can I do this? How, how am I able to, to go on and, and, do the day to day like I used to. I I I don't know if I can, you know, and and really grappling with that. And um, it was it was hard to to navigate how to do that, how to move forward and say, all right, you can do this. You you will, you will survive basically. And, and mainly getting right into grief counseling, that was huge. And just kind of allowing myself to talk about mom and the tragedy as well as the good with it. And that kind of started, you know, just washing over you and just kind of bringing up the good reminders and, and honestly crying a lot, um, especially at first, crying all the time. <laughs> um, and it's just, I think just 
allowing yourself to grieve and be and then saying, okay, this is what it is now. I can't bring mom back. It's not going to happen. Um, and so I can, I can be okay and I can move forward and I can be the mom that she wanted me to be. And I can be the wife that she wanted me to be and that she looked in on and, and taught. And I can be that person and allowing myself to be the person that my mom taught me to be, um, by just kind of unwinding just the grief and unwinding the hurt. And that was a huge part of just saying, okay, I got this. This is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be this mom that my mom taught me to be. And I can do that. Yeah, I I love that you mentioned that and like realizing that, you know, it almost was immediate. And that is almost hard to explain. Like in general, it's hard to put, you know, your feelings into words sometimes, especially when it comes to grief, because geez, grief is grief. But is yeah. like, did you struggle <laughs> with, you know, finding your identity in the past? Like, how did you, I mean, I know Fit for Mom was like how you coped with that, yeah. but did you have to try like a bunch of things? Like, how did you cope with this struggle of grief to, you know, move on from it? Is there a specific thing that helped you? I would say, I mean, grief counseling was huge. I found an amazing counselor. Um, and I actually tried a couple and I finally found one that was like, oh, she's, this is my person, you know? And I always encourage people if they're going through any kind of substantial loss, like if they're not meshing with a counselor, change and you will find that one. But really, I think just unraveling what grief is was a big turning point for me. Um, Cause you know what, when you don't, when you haven't dealt with grief, you kind of just say, all right, I'll check off, you know, this box and I'll check off this box, you know, like denial and all these things. And I'll just start checking them off. And once I get over them, then I'm over them. And, and then all of a sudden you lose somebody and you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> wait, I could, uh, Tuesday may have been my day of denial, but uh, Wednesday was my angry day and Thursday was my cry, you know, and like you're hitting them all or it could have been just like, by the hour, who knows? And I think just really grappling the understanding of what grief was and that grief is, it won't end. It's not going to stop. I'm never going to stop grieving my mother. It's not going to stop. And I think just kind of coming to that terms that there's no bookends on grief. It will always happen. You will have good days and you will have bad days. And as time progresses, you have more good days than bad days. And allowing yourself to, to have good days, that uh, telling yourself that it's okay to have a joyful times and miss your grief. You can still have a lot of joy. And 
that my mom wanted me to be like that too. She, she doesn't want me to sit around and be crying about it all the time. She wants me to go be a mom to my kids and go change the world with my other, with doing fit for mom and changing mom one mom at a time. And that's what she wanted me to do. And so being able to allow myself to honor her, um, and what she would really want me to do and kind of keep that in the back of my mind when I do have those sad days that, Hey, my mom, she's, she was good. She was one to cry. She, she would show her emotions and be like, okay, we, you know, we get it out and then we move forward. And, and I feel like I, I do a lot of the same that she, you know, did and just realizing how much I am like my mom and, and where she taught me these things. And so I'm going to do it that way then, you know, I'm going to have my sad days and I'm going to allow myself to cry. And my girls know they're like, they'll see me crying. Well, are you thinking about grandma? Yeah. Yeah, baby. I am thinking about grandma, you know, and, and they know and sharing in that grief with them because they're having to grieve too, because they lost their grandma and that was tough. And just that kind of saying, I'm going to carry this grief with me, but I'm not going to let it hinder who I'm supposed to be and the mom that I'm supposed to be to my kids and the fitness instructor to the moms that I teach or the leader to the moms that I teach. And I'm not going to let it be a negative. I'm going to let it be a positive because of my grief. I'm able to lead in this way. Because of my grief, I'm able to be a better mom and be purposeful in what I do with my girls. Because of my grief, I'm able to put one step in front of the other and use it as a positive and not a negative. I think that is like my new favorite phrase, because of my grief, but it is so true. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, you know... And I'm sure a ton of people struggle with this. I know that I did as well. But it's almost like just expressing your grief, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. talking it out or writing it out or whatever. Like you have to express your grief somehow to figure out what it is that is going to help you rediscover your identity. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you figure it out, that it was going to be, you know, doing the whole fit for mom thing and working with moms that was going to help you rediscover your identity. Yeah. Then you did that, Mm -hmm. but you had to like talk it through and you had to get help before you knew. It seems like, you know, that that's what it was that would help you find yourself again. And that's so important. Like, Grief is not an easy thing to talk about, regardless of who you're talking about it with. But it literally just goes to show that, like, how important it is. I mean, nobody wants to feel like they don't know who they are. I mean, it's bad enough that you're in this situation. And, like, (laughs) once you, and you're obviously not going to be the same person that you were before this happened. I think that's also very important to point out. But once you A, realize that, and B, realize that, like, you're so much stronger of a person and that you and like take pride in the fact that you are who you are because of your grief. That is a very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And that is something that 
people are like, you should be proud of mm-hmm. because exactly. not many people get to say that. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Like you wish some, like, you know, you might wish that you didn't have to go through this to be this kick-ass woman that you are, but you know, that's life and you have to make the best out of the hand that, you know, you have been dealt and you, I'm like, no, you cannot let grief control you. You yeah. have to take control of it you do. to get to where you want to be and to find the person that you are meant to be in this world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you do. And I, I always, you know, tell my clients or even as close friends, I'm like, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to blow kind of, I'm going to blow grief up because so many people just, they don't talk about it. Like, okay, maybe if I don't mention her mom, then, you know, everything will be okay. And I'm like, no, you guys talk about it. Like, and if I start crying, it's okay. Like I will cry in front of you because you know what? I'd rather talk about it. And that is more honoring to my mom than shoving it down and not talking about it. And I want my clients and my friends to ask me about it because you know what? They're so fortunate that they have their mom, but maybe one day they won't. And I want them to know that, Hey, they can come to me because I have gone through it and I am fairly vocal about it. (laughs) And, and, but, and not that I do it the right way by any means, but I'm going to talk about it because it is now a part of me. And like we say, our identity, like grief is now an identity of mine, a, a, a new hat that I wear. And I'm going to talk about that hat because it's a big part of me. It's okay. <laughs> My girls. It's okay. Here, hold on one second. It's okay. Hey, Emma, Emma, close the door. We had a big conversation. I said, you guys have to be quiet. <laughs> it's okay. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's very important. Like, I love how you said, you know, maybe my clients will go through this loss one day. First of all, I'm not saying that children don't pass before their parents. But regardless, like, they will be without their moms, whether they are in heaven or whatever you believe in, you know, without your mom or whether they are living without their mom. One day they are going to be without them. Like death is a part of life. And I think people who haven't experienced this loss just get so like, what? Like this is the thing this happens. I'm like, yes, it happens. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was invincible. I mean, everyone thinks that it won't happen to them, but it's like, it's going to happen to you. And I don't try to be like a Debbie Downer, but also try to be realistic. And like, I think that's very important to point out to people like one day you will be without your mom, regardless if you are living or not, Mm -hmm. you know, and I actually heard this analogy the other day. One of my friends told me, she's like, grief is like the ocean. And I kept thinking, and I was like, you know, it kind of is. And it's weird. I went into like a theme park that weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, grief is like a roller coaster. (laughs) And I know it sounds cliche, but like, oh, some days are up. Some days are down. Some days you're flipped upside down. Like roller coasters go underwater. Some days you're like floating on the water. Some days you're under the water. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird and like roller coasters. But 
It's, it is. It's that up and down, up and down. And, and, you know, that's what I recently had a good close client of mine as well as friend. She just lost her stepmom to breast cancer and they were really close, like as of last week and was going, you know, just kind of reached out to her and just like, you know, ask me questions. Like, let me, you know, even about hospice and, you know, what it looks like at the end, like, trust me, like, ask me, I want to, to be an open book for you because, you know, I, when I went through it, I didn't have some, like, you're like, what is going on? What is all this? You know? And, um, and there's a lot of comfort and, you know, going through it with somebody else. It's also very sad, of course, but, um, but just trying to, like, I just, I'm like an open book with it because grief is crazy and you just don't understand how it goes up and down and how, you have good days and also the triggers. Like I, I'm trying to explain to people triggers, like, you know, the day of my mom's death, that's a tough day. Mother's day really sucks. I never really knew how much mother's day would suck. But uh, like, I just kind of shut down for mother's day. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like, I can't go to church. I can't like, it's just, it's a really, really tough day for me, which is funny because I just really never, you know, you honored your mom on mother's day, but you didn't really like, care that much of it. it's like a, a hallmark holiday now you're just like man this holiday sucks yeah <laughs> i pretty much burned and, myself yeah and, just, yeah and and your birthday my birthday because you don't have that person calling you anymore being like here's your birth story <laughs> you know like and that joy i'm not glad you struggle with that but i'm glad i'm not the only one because my yeah. birthday is like harder for me sometimes than my mom's birthday. And people are yeah. like, you're crazy. I'm exactly. like, all right, well, whatever. I guess I'm crazy then. No, but it's because that was like, you know, I didn't really realize it really until my mom was gone. But like, our, like for my kids, like that's a huge celebration for me because that's when I had my babies, you know, and it's the same. It's like, gosh, that's something that's fun to celebrate with your mom who who had you and birthed you and brought you into this world. And, and then Christmas, of course, all the holidays, those are always tough, you know? And, and so it's explaining to my friend, I was just like, you know, there's times that I, I kind of disappear. Like I, I will kind of come a homebody and not do um, things, not as active on, you know, in the group and stuff like that. And it's just because it's my way of coping with, these tough times and then I'll get back kind of like nothing happened. And it's like, I just had to get over it. I had to kind of mourn and then, okay, now I'm back, you know? And, but there's those triggers and they just come up and gosh, they'll probably always be there. I assume, <laughs> I don't, you know, but maybe it'll get easier as the years go by, but, um, but it's just, it is, it's just tough. And there's no, there's no really way to explain it to people until they've gone through it. Um, and that's okay. Like I, I was in the dark for a long time and now I've kind of opened to the light of the, the sorrow of grief and it's, it's a whole new world and it gives you a new perspective on seeing the world through different eyes and how much of the world is grieving and, and, and just getting through day to day. And it really gives you lots of empathy for other people um, in a major way. <laughs> I love how you said that. I think even like as, you know, 
we go through our own separate you know, grief process and we start to grow. Obviously, it's very important, one, to point out that grief does not end. That's just not a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's also important to realize, I love you're saying, like, you know, you have more empathy. Like, when my mom first died, I was not empathetic. Cannot go lie. Granted, yeah. I think it was because I was the... I, I was the first person of like my immediate friend group or whatever, you know, had been through that loss. I'm like, don't tell me you understand if you lost your great uncle because you don't understand. So so like, obviously now I'm, you know, I'm a lot more empathetic, but I love how you mentioned that because it really just goes to show, especially in the beginning stages of grief, the importance of having people around you that can truly understand your loss. Like, not just say I understand. Like, obviously, everybody's loss story with their mom is different. But, like, a woman who's lost her mom is a woman who's lost her mom. Like, I don't care how else you look at it. And I didn't, like, I didn't have that until, you know, I got to college. And, like, once I got to college and realized that there's so many people like me I was like, oh, my word, this was a night and day difference. But, like, when you don't have that at first, you realize how hard it is. And, like, when you finally find that, oh, my gosh, it's so riveting. And you realize how helpful. It's just comforting. And how healing it is. And even if, like, you need help and like you know especially like you see other women who have experienced your loss and they're doing well and like getting help from them and seeing that like hey they're doing well I can do well too Mm -hmm. let me obviously grief you know is very individual but like hey what did you do to be in this place like maybe I should try what you did like maybe I can get some pointers just by talking like it's just crazy. And it's so, I find it more comforting to talk and to get help from, you know, women, other women who've lost their moms, just because like, they're not going to judge you. They're not going to say that, you know, what you're feeling. Like they're literally not going to be like, I understand. Not saying that those people who do say that are condescending, but it goes unsaid. You don't have, they don't need to say that they understand for you to feel like, they understand. And I just, yeah, I just, I cannot stress the importance of that enough. It's just like finding. Oh, it's, it's just huge. Like that's what I always encourage people. I'm like, go on that motherless daughter site to start. I mean, if it's overwhelming for you, there's plenty of, I think because there's also like 10 trillion groups or something like that. I'm like, and that's kind of sort of why I started this podcast. Like if, if podcasts are more of your thing, if blogs are more of your thing, like whatever, there's plenty of resources out there for you to find a community with other women who have been through your loss. So like whatever it is that you is your thing, like go find it. It's out there. Yeah. And you do, you feel like you have kind of this like unspoken bond with people. Like uh, I have, a, you know, a, a good bit of friends now that have lost their mothers and, and some that we've come together with because of that. Like there's another franchise um, for fit for mom in Chattanooga. And that's kind of how we came together. She shared her story on um, one of our like co fit for mom pages about losing her mom. And she's a year ahead of me um, in her loss. And I like, 
almost immediately reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I mean, this is a weird thing, but I lost my mom too. And like, we have this like bond that you can't explain (laughs) because of that, you know, like we might be like completely polar opposite of people, but because we both lost our moms and, and she lost hers, um, when her, I think she's, she's recently had a baby. So she had a baby without her mom and walking through that with her and kind of hearing her talk about that. And we just have this, you know, we can almost just like look at each other and just know, I get it. I get that sorrow. I get that, you know, and without even saying anything. And and I have another friend who she's kind of a mentor of mine and she lost her mom about the same age as I, but she's 20 years fast forward, not quite 20 years, but she is fast forward a bit. Her children were young, like mine were when she lost her mom and now her children are uh, graduating high school or college. And, and so she's walked it and it's just going through it with her, you know, her talking about it and, She's made more progress than even I have in navigating her grief and just kind of hearing some of her stories of how she's conquered and still been an amazing mom and still been a successful businesswoman and hearing that, hey, I can do that. I see you did that. I can do that too. (laughs) And it does. It's just that, that strange solace that you get um, with that like-mindedness that you have and, and that sorrow that you shared. Yeah. It, it, it's a small world. That's for sure. And it's so nice. It like when you find, you know, another woman who can relate to your loss that you literally don't have to feel like you have to talk about it or you have to say everything that comes to your mind. Like you don't have to say, like you don't have to hear them say, I understand because you know that they understand. And it's like, it's hard to describe, but there's literally just something about it. Like it doesn't matter if you've ever met them. It doesn't matter if you like know them personally, but just knowing and just conversing with them just about everyday life or whatever, knowing that like, oh my gosh, it's, and it's so hard. Like I feel like grief and just in general, like a lot of people think that like, is this normal? Is this like a thing? But knowing and just conversing with these other women and realizing that this is a thing, like it's okay mm-hmm. if I'm feeling X amount of ways, but if you would just ask a random person who has never lost anything in their life or has never grieved anything, they'd probably be like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, dude, that's yeah. not helpful. Like <laughs> I appreciate it, but I mean, that just goes to show, like, when you need help, that might not be the best person to turn to. Just saying. But that's just my two cents. So. Exactly. I know. I just, I remember, like, kind of my first stages of grief, you know, and you cry a lot at first, of course. And I just remember a, a person was um, one of, I was with two other women and one of them was like, you know, I just feel like I need to pray for you and just lift you up. And I was like, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, of course, you know, while she was praying, I started crying and the other girl that was there was just like, Oh, she's crying again. And you're just like, what? Like, of course I am like, this is tough. Like, and I just, it, you know, that's like those few situations where those things 
just etch into your memory. And you're just like, what a terrible way to, to respond to somebody crying about their mother. Like, that's just not okay. And, and I think that's why I've also become quite vocal about my grief (laughs) with others, because I just, I feel like so many people just don't, you just don't get it. And so let me, let me share a bit of my depth of sorrow that I have because of these things that I, I don't have anymore because my mom's gone. And that though, yeah, I don't cry about them as much anymore, but they're still very hurtful, but also talking about it is honoring and it's good for me and it's healing in a major way. And, and those are those things that, you know, I, I wish that, you know, I, I think that's why another one of my missions are just to like blow the cap off of, of what grief is with other people <laughs> and talk about it because I'm like, people need to know, like one, this is one, it's hurtful when you respond that way. And two, like, this is, this is, it is tough and, and that's okay for it to be tough and it will always be tough. Um, and so, and, but you just kind of, one day they'll deal with it and then they'll, they will understand. Um, and they're lucky that they don't yet, but don't be mean to us that are grieving. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. I mean, I just, sometimes I don't even know what to say when I meet these people and I wish our world wasn't so uncomfortable talking about grief and death because when you are born, that is the start of how long like it will be until you die. And that's, like I said, I'm not a negative Nancy, but like death is a part of life. And I don't think people realize that when they're living, which I mean to each their own, but like, it's just sad and it breaks my heart how uncomfortable the world is talking about death. And I'm like, no, like it's, that's why, that's why when people experience death, it rocks their world because they act like it can never happen and it doesn't exist. And I'm like, and I don't know. And I guess I was kind of sort of like that. I mean, maybe they just don't think about it, but like, it's just so important yeah. to talk about when you're living. I mean, like, I like don't think it's ever too young. I'm like, okay, I have a will. Like, I'm not thinking I'm going to die today. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. like, in all actuality, like, if you have assets, get a will. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds so yes. silly. But like, <laughs> you, unless you want to die a testate or intestate or whatever. I don't even know what the correct purpose is. But like, unless you want your assets to go to the state, like... You know, like, I don't want that because the state's not going to do what I I want them to be done with it. So, yeah, I'm getting on a tangent now. But, I mean, yeah, it's just important. So, is there anything that, like, you want to leave with the listeners that just is on your heart? Or it can be anything about anything. It doesn't really matter. You know, the one thing I think that with just navigation of grief as well as just working with women is we don't hear a lot that we are, we have purpose and we are enough. And that even if you have this depth of grief that takes you where you feel like you can't put one foot in front of the other, you can and believe in yourself that you can. And if you can't do it in your own, Go ask for help for somebody to take those steps with you and hold your hand because you are not alone in it. And 
don't hide away in your grief. Don't keep it hidden within your heart and inside. Let it out because you know what? The world does need to know and you matter enough that there will be somebody to walk alongside you with it. And don't believe that lie that you're not worth it. Okay, I'm just going to sit like, sorry, I paused for a minute. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and just <sighs> let that sink in, let that resonate. I love that. You completely just took the words out of my mouth and I'm glad that you were able to say them. So thank you so, so much. I love getting um, this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime I get to talk about it. feels good. I mean, my I mom think it feels good. Maybe I'm just weird. Yeah, it is. It's, it always, it always does, you know, because like I, I've kind of talked about it's, it's, it's a way that I can honor my mom and that is, that is healing and that is powerful because she was great. And so why hide it away? Let's still talk about her because yeah, she might not be living, but she's living inside of me. And I can keep that alive. Exactly. You keep your mom alive by sharing her story and by sharing your story, period. Yeah. Hey, friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before you go, I have three favors to ask you. First, I wanted to let you know that I host a group for women where we share our day-to-day stories, challenges, and victories. If you want to come along for the ride, head to Facebook and search for Life After Losing Mom Community. Second, if you don't mind leaving me a review and telling me how I've helped you in your grief journey, I would greatly appreciate it. Finally, head to catbonner.com forward slash podcast to access previous episodes and subscribe for episodes in the future. has been an outsourceyourpodcast.com production.